0: chapter 4 and chapter 5, Second Corinthians chapter 4 and chapter 5, read a little bit in each chapter, and trust you pray for us, it's really a real blessing. Let me say this, Brother Sam is talking about Mary Magdalene weeping at that grave. I uh, heard Brother Earl Hughes preach on that, and uh, he said the Lord started to take that blood and put it on that mercy seat, and said he called heaven and put him on hold for just a little while when he heard Mary weeping and took time to bless her before he went and performed that that the high priest was I like going to perform I like that. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> he said he called heaven and said just hold I got another call coming in <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I believe them terrors will get his attention yeah, I believe they will broken heart <laughs> amen
1: spirit,
0: amen he said we're troubled It's is verse 8 We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always burn about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Verse 16 said, For which cause we faint not? But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that the first house of this tabernacle were dissolved. We have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Continue to pray as I bring the message. I want to preach this evening for just a few minutes. And... Uh, God gave me this. I didn't. I didn't just think, well, that'd be good to preach out at Concord on their 33rd anniversary. But God gave me this some time back, and I've been trying to preach on a little bit on some things that uh, made Paul keep on keeping on. Why Paul just? kept on keeping on and I thought that'd be just exactly right go there 33rd and uh, I guess the Lord just saved that better for tonight didn't he we had so much happen here this morning you wouldn't remember it no how and uh, maybe the Lord just wanted me to preach this tonight Uh, and uh, I'll be as brief as I can first of all I want to say that he knew that this race was by faith. In chapter 5 and verse 7 he said we walk by faith and not by sight. He said, we're looking at things which cannot be seen, but things uh, uh, which are eternal. Listen, if you just got your eyes on what's happening around you and have to always be something that happened to keep you going on, and you'll, you'll fall out because it ain't going to always be like this.
1: Absolutely.
0: I mean, it's not going to always be good days like these are now, especially you preachers that go out from here. You're going to get out yonder somewhere. You better learn to play the piano and lead the singing. And take the offering and do your own shouting. Amen. Because uh, it's going to be different when you get out yonder with a little crowd away back in the holler somewhere. They're going to sit there and look at you and wait on you for a blessing. You're going to get mad and, and preach in the flesh sometimes and say you look better going than you're coming and they're going to go. Amen. Uh, I'm glad to preach to a big crowd because I ain't never had a big crowd. Amen. Uh, oh, praise God for His blessing. He said we you're just walking by faith and not by sight. And that kept old Paul just keeping on, keeping on. Amen. Uh, for the glory of God. Amen. Uh, I'll tell you, listen, when we go into town, we look for the best motels and uh, how good everything's going to be. But Brother Samuel said this morning, uh, there may be a time you'll have to sleep in a Sunday school room. Uh, I remember sleeping down yonder in San Antonio, slept on a concrete floor and had a little a piece of foam about that thick to sleep on <laughs> amen and we had to take a shower in the baptistry. we would pull the curtains and and uh, take a shower in the baptister that had, uh, had a little spout run out up there and I, I told this old brother I said about the time <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't tell this but I get a mean spell I get you I reckon, I reckon you have to be mean once in a while to have a little fun <laughs> I said about the time them women comes in here to cook dinner I'm going to open that curtain on you <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, I've been through a lot of everything, isn't Sometimes it ain't always as funny as it is tonight. Amen. Uh, but listen, uh, there's been good times. Praise the Lord. Uh, and we just have to keep walking by faith. And I want to tell you preachers, uh, young preacher and young Christian, uh, uh, God will supply every need if you'll stay faithful to him. Amen. Uh, you young Christians, uh, especially all these beautiful little girls, uh, I want you to pray. Listen, we've got our granddaughter that's a pretty she can be. She's 17 years old. uh, And she thinks she's an old maid, you know. She thinks she's going to have to marry a drunk one day because nobody else will have her. Uh, 17! You know, that's getting old these days. uh, uh, Listen, she went to the camp meeting with me the other night, just me and her. And I talked to her on the way up there. Uh, I want you to pray for her. She's been wanting to come down here. And some of the girls up there are afraid to come with you. You know how a lot of folks are? They're afraid of this place. Amen. Uh, but you pray for Stephanie. I want to say to you little girls, uh, you walk by faith and pray and stay right with God. Uh, don't you take the first man comes along. I, I don't care if he sits here in this class for two years and put on. They can put on pretty good sometimes.
1: Uh,
0: I've seen them put on for two years, Brother Sammy, trying to get my daughters. Amen. Uh, and they're trying <laughs> it seemed they was not going to get them. And they went back out in the world. Uh, and it's the same way about the men, too. Amen. You right. walking by faith. Believe God for everything. I can't believe that I was this spiritual when I was 20 years old, but I'd come back from World War II. I was nearly 21, and I said, Oh God, it's time for me to get married, and I want you to give me a wife. I've seen so many homes broken up, and hearts broken, and marriage and separation even then. I said, I don't want to get one like that. I got out there down in the woods in an old cemetery and asked the Lord to send me a wife. Amen. I went to work down there in that old cotton mill and that's where I found her. Praise God. And we've lived together for 47 years. Ain't never had a fight. Ain't never cussed each other and ain't never been throwing frying pans and and all that stuff. Ain't never discussed divorce and all. I'll tell you we're still on our honeymoon. Amen. God has brought us through some thick in thin, God give us four children and eight grandchildren. Even got a great-grandson now. And God has blessed our home. I thank God. I pastored about 42 years and left the church about four years ago. We'll be in January. Stepped out, didn't have one appointment. Some of these preachers say I'm going out by faith and they've got five years revivals lined up.
1: Amen.
0: I didn't even have one appointment. Didn't know what it was going to do. I didn't know that God was going to open up doors for us to be, I just travel around. And listen, I stepped down and God began to open the doors. And I just praise the Lord for every time he let me preach in every church. In the last three weeks, I've preached in this will be nine churches, Brother Sammy. God let me preach in. Now it ain't always that way. Sometimes I pick up that old phone. One if it's dead brother Randy and uh, I wonder why well I said no I don't call I wondered where I'd be at today didn't even have an appointment I'm not booked up all that far ahead God just opens up doors and we go uh, and brother Sammy called in on that old tape recording said me to be out here uh, and I got to come today and tonight too thank God uh, I want to tell you listen uh, we've got a little old home over yonder and it paid for uh, driving a Cadillac and got a beautiful wife amen uh, Everything. Good. God uh, has supplied every need uh, and made the way Listen, If you'll walk by faith. uh, Well, when we first got married, uh, I was so poor. uh, I heard old brother May said the other day a rabbit wouldn't even cross our place, but every six months said he (laughs) noted... That's about the way it was with us. But I want to tell you God will supply your need. If you want the faith, just want the faith. You'll not always see things happening. Your prayers won't always be answered. But if you walk on the faith, somewhere out yonder, God will let the sun shine through again. Amen. Listen. The second thing that Paul knew, I'm preaching on some things he knew that made him keep on, keeping on. He said in verse 1 there, for we know, amen, he knew a lot of things. I'd like to think that I know a few things that Paul knew. And I'd like for you to know them. Amen. Uh, I believe it'll make you want to keep on keeping on. Uh, they told me that. Uh, they told me that sixty-three thousand preachers quit in nineteen ninety-three, and twenty thousand of them were Baptists. Uh, when I started out um, uh, preaching for it nearly forty-three years ago, as fifteen preachers started out in the South Calhoun Baptist Church down there at the same time, uh, and some of them, uh, uh, some of them uh, quit, and, and they're dead. And, I'm sorry to say, I mean, listen, uh, but I'll tell you, listen, uh, if you start for God and God's called you, you'd better preach, amen. Uh, If it is by faith and you don't see things happening, you better walk on, amen. Uh, And God's let me come safely this far, amen. Uh, I'm glad, listen, uh, that he's brought me safe this far, amen. Uh, The second reason that made Paul keep on keeping on, uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12, uh, he said, I know who's to doing the keeping. Amen. He said I know whom I have believed and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that and I've committed unto him against that day. you got to know somebody. Amen. Or you won't last long. Amen. I wonder do you know him or have you just heard amen. about him? Do you know him? Uh, Job said, I've heard about him, uh, but listen, uh, he said, Now my eye sees him. Amen. After he went through that suffering, uh, it'll bring you close enough to you say, I know him. Amen. Paul said I know uh, uh, he's able to keep that uh, now if you ever get to thinking you're walking on your own and keeping your own self uh, you'll be the next one to quit church uh, but listen if you'll realize that it's the Lord that's doing the keeping uh, hallelujah uh, somebody said you must be a good old man and saved for over half a hundred years. And I said, listen, I'm probably the worst one here. Brother Sammy, I don't know about you, but I have a hard time trying to stay right with God. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, I pray I pray for you every morning before I eat breakfast and a whole bunch of preachers. Of course, I can't pray for 36 preachers and call all them a name out here. I'll say all them preachers out there. Brother yes, Sammy, yes. amen. They don't no difference where you're at. Uh, but listen, I pray for me more than I do you. Amen. Uh, but listen, God is the one that's doing the keeping. Paul said, it's not I, but Christ that lives in me. Amen. Uh, you'll keep that in mind. You can keep walking on. Why if I I'd, if I'd knew, if I could have sat down and accounted the cost and knew what we were going to have to go through with. Listen, I I, I probably, Brother Bobby, I probably would have fainted. I probably wouldn't. I probably, I'd probably quit like a lot of other done. I don't know. I'm sure glad that God didn't let me look on down and see ahead what we're going to have to go through with. Uh, uh, but if I sung the song a while ago, it's been worth every mile of the way. Amen. Uh, everything. It's been worth it all. Uh, and I thank God for it. Amen. Uh, he knew who was doing the keeping. Uh, and then number three, uh, uh, listen, uh, he knew that uh, in uh, Listen, on down there in chapter 5, I didn't read it, but verse 2, he said, in in this we groan, and verse four, he said, "For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened." Now that groaning is a uh, is a sound, a mournful sound. Uh, should I tell you where, where God first gave me this message? Uh Brother Jack Stone asked me to come up there and preach at the at the convalescent home, and I prayed. I said, now, God, that's important, and I don't know what to preach to them folks. Amen. And he gave me this message to preach to them old people up there in the convalescent home, and uh, glad to have uh, a Brother Hall and them here tonight with us. Amen. What a blessing they are. Uh, but I was over there in that other nursing home and I preached over there, and God gave me this message to preach to them, uh, and I said, you people are going up down the hall. Here's what that groaning means Uh, it uh, means to to uh, to uh, breathe with a deep mournful sound a mournful sound uttered in pain or in sorrow you ever hear any groaning these days I said you old people you walk up down this hall right up down the wheelchair and you hear all them groaning people in there Paul said we're groaning chapter 8 in Romans he said the whole creation is groaning And he said that we're groaning, but I'm glad, thank God, he said somebody else is a groaning. He said the Holy Spirit makes intercession with us with with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now back over in our text, listen. He said in chapter 4 and verse 17, our light affliction is just for a moment. What made Paul want to keep on keeping on, he knew that our groanings was just momentary. A moment is quicker than that. And compared to eternity, he said our sufferings and our groaning is just, it's quicker than that compared to eternity. And uh, Paul said our light affliction is just for a moment. And he said over there in chapter uh, 11... I believe it is. You yeah, have chapter eleven. He said in verse twenty four he said, I just been beaten hundred and ninety five times, just had hundred and ninety five stripes laid on me with that old whip. Anybody here been beat that many times? He said, he said I've whooped uh, what three times with a rod Beaten three times with rocks. and he said I've been stoned and left outside the city for dead they, you, and you preachers have been stoned and blood run out of your ears and left, they drug you outside the city and said he's dead he'll quit preaching and he got up and walked back in town and started preaching again. Anybody here been through all that? No, and uh, they put him in prison and said we're going to cut your head off and he said these little old light afflictions just for a moment. <laughs> he said little light things like that. Just yes. He said the sufferings of this life not worthy to be compared With the glory shall be revealed. <laughs> That'd make you want to keep on keeping on. <laughs> I was sitting down here on my study, air conditioned, carpet on the floor, electric and lights and, and everything, and good Bibles and books to read and everything. And, and Paul wrote me a letter and said, glass, cheer up. said, this is just for a moment. <laughs> Amen. said, I, I'm down here, in, down here in the prison, this old dark prison. said, uh, uh, listen, just <laughs> ain't even got a ball for a pen, right? Probably writing with a feather or something. He said, uh, cheer up. It's going to be over with in a few days. Amen. Just little light things like that. He said just momentarily. Amen. I know we I know we all think we're having a hard time, but you ain't never been through that heavy. Amen. Uh, that'll make you want to keep on keeping on. <laughs> Amen. Uh, our groaning is just for a moment. Listen. Uh, then he said in chapter 5 and verse 1, We know that we have another building. A house made with hands. Eternal in the heavens. Amen. Uh, and he said, If this uh, if this earthly house or this tabernacle were dissolved, anybody here feel like you are being in off. I feel like that sometimes. Amen. Uh, oh, listen, I kind of hesitate to preach this when he said the house come alone. just preached on it and died. I mean, uh, and uh, one of my friends is dying all around me. But it'll be all right. Amen. This could be my last message. Amen. They said, oh, Brother Coyles just got out of that truck and just uh, his feet just barely touched the ground and he fell on over. Listen, you never know when it'll be your last mile of the journey, friend. Uh, that other feller, Billy Hobart, down there, was, uh, his uh, sister married my wife's cousin. I didn't know that till a while ago. when we was down in the funeral home, and and uh, he went deer hunting, and just fell over the same way, same day, died with a massive heart attack. A young man, a whole lot younger than I am. And uh, listen, you never know when it'll be your last journey. But thank God, uh, this this whole house that we're living in, maybe a growing older, maybe doesn't but we have a, we're going to have a glorified Amen. body someday. Amen. Uh, Oh, oh, Brother Lamar Engel, precious man of God. Him and Sister Betty, they've been friends of ours for a long time. Boy, they've traveled a rough road. One of their boys got killed in the war. How you think about that, dads and moms? And- and uh, Sister Betty had two or three operations for cancer and yes, and he's been so bad and sick for a long time he He did my income tax, and I loved him so much, and just he did such a good job of it and I drive plumb to Florida when he's a pastor down there, of course, there's a good chance to get away in town, and, and I drive all the way down there and get him to do my income tax and and uh, the last time he did him, I guess was uh, was it last year, Brother Randy. When I, yeah, I come to you, and uh, I believe the year before last that uh, he did mine, and and uh, Brother Fain was up there too, and uh, and I could see Brother Fain that I'd done the wrong thing. I could see that his mind was going, and and uh, he he wanted, he loved me so much, and he said, Brother Glass, I'll do yours. Said I'm not hardly able, but said I'll do yours, and and uh, he he got everything all messed up. I could tell that he just. Couldn't tell hardly what he's doing. Got them all messed up and everything. Like, got me in trouble. But I called down there and explained everything. And I talked to a black lady down there, to the IRS. And she was real nice about it and understood. And got it all cleared up and everything. But I could see that that was probably his last time that he's able to do anything. And I remember they'd sing that old song, Some Golden Daybreak. <laughs> Jesus will come. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'd sing that and it will be worth it all when we see
1: Jesus.
0: You reckon he thinks it's worth it now? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Then he sang that. Until then, my heart will go, I'm singing. Until then, with joy I'll carry on. We out in Missouri a few weeks back and and so brother helped build the camp there. He just gave his life to that camp. Got a big camp out there in the woods in the hills of Missouri. And he'd been there about 10, 11 years. Just helped build that camp. Just gave his life. He even built him a house there on the campground. And and he died of cancer while the camp meeting was going on. And, and uh, he said, I want to have my funeral here on the tent. He's a local church man, but he said, I want to have my funeral here on the tent during the camp meeting. And they did. I never seen anything like it in my life. Amen. Uh, had a good time. <laughs> just a good spiritual meeting. And and uh, they had to take him 200 miles to bury him. So the pastor said, we'll go over there and eat something in the dining hall, have some sandwiches before we go on this trip. And said, we won't have time to stop on the journey. This is after the funeral. So his wife went over there and was eating and uh, the rest of them. And they came out and she came to the tent. And the missionary was up there singing that song. We just carried on the meeting. They had the funeral procession lined up down on the road. And and, uh, his wife came out and went by the tent while that missionary was up there singing. Until then, I seen his wife going down through the woods with both arms (laughs) up I can't shout praise God. Until then, with joy I'll carry on. I don't know when my time will come. Amen. But until then, I'll just keep on preaching. I hope the Lord will give me grace to go on until he gets through with me here on this earth because I know that I have another building. Not only in this. This tabernacle, this body, uh, but we're going to have a mansion, brother. Amen. I mean, another building over there. I've never lived in a big fine house. We still live in an old house where you put string to turn the lights on. I like it over there. Amen. Uh, but one of these days, boy, I get a letter from Readers Digest every few days. Glass is the only one in Gordon County. That's the one ten million dollars, and uh, it'll come in in just a few days. Amen. Uh, if I ever get that, I'll take you on instead of you taking me on. Amen. Uh, but I may never get that. I may just have to go on. Amen. Uh, I'm glad there's a matching on the other side. Uh, and Jesus said if it wasn't so, I would have told you about it. Amen. Uh, and I know that I have another matching. Amen. Uh, traveling on these roads and running here and there, I wonder how much longer I'm going to be able to take it. 68 and a half years old, and uh, I was going through Atlanta here a while back. You know where all that, what, 12 lanes of traffic, I guess it is. And, and I was in this center lane over here and boy, it was terrible. I mean, everybody flying and all. And, and I got to praying and thinking, what well, if I'm going to make it? Wouldn't it be awful to have a heart attack and turn that old car crossways and wreck everybody? And, and I thought I'd turn on the radio. And I turned it on. There's a Greek preaching from Chattanooga, I believe it was. And uh, he read that verse there and he said, For we know that if the earthly house of this tabernacle word is lobbed and uh, he said he's a Greek and he knew what it meant, he said that first house meant just a, just a tent. Amen. Amen. <laughs> He said, he said that's just a temporary dwelling place. Amen. And he said that second house down there where he's talking about said it meant under construction. Amen. <laughs> Jesus said, I'm going away and prepare a place for you. Amen. Uh, oh, listen, one of these golden daybreaks, I'm going home. I'm going to wave this whole good goodbye uh, and go to be with my Lord. Amen. Uh, uh, for we know that if this house were to solve, we have another building. Uh, I'm going to see that mansion. And listen, the street is gold, uh, and I believe it'll be gold driveways, because whoever's seen a mansion with a a gold street and a blacktop driveway, amen. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to be a millionaire when I get to well, I'm a millionaire now. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Just where well do you see me in my new home? Amen. Uh, I feel like traveling yes. on. Amen. Yes. Uh, he knew, listen, that we have another building. Uh, number five is in verse 14 of chapter five. He said, the love of Christ constraineth us. Now, if there wasn't nothing else, brother, that if you really love God know God that's enough right there to make you keep on keeping on I'm not in this race for I'm not in this race for the money he didn't say the love of money makes me want to keep on keeping on he didn't say the love for women makes me want to keep on keeping on that's that keeps some preachers going from the looks of things don't it amen and stops some of them too from going but I ain't in it for the, <laughs> Listen, and the love for the praise of men. He said, "If uh, was it him that said, if I ceased to, said I'd cease to be God's servant if I want to praise of men, how'd that scripture go? Listen, he was in it to please God. He wasn't in it for the praise of men. He said, the love of Christ just pulls me on and makes me want to keep on keeping. Love for them sinners. Uh, Mm -hmm. God's people, God's little children, amen, I love them. Boy, I'll tell you, I know, I appreciate Brother Sam and Sister Jimmy and the fine people here. And I've watched them for 33 years, I've watched them. And uh, I know some of the heartaches that Brother Sam has been through and Sister Jimmy, and uh, they just keep on keeping on. I said, if God wants me to sit there and pat my foot and holler amen today and tonight, don't let me preach. I said, there's a man that sweated and labored and worked and toiled. Just let him have it. Amen. And I, I meant that. I don't have to preach, but i sure am glad I got to finally preach a little bit. Amen. Uh, and I tell you this, because I felt like God wanted you to hear this, Amen. Amen. You know what makes him want to keep on, keep it on? It's the love of Christ that constrains oh, that him, just makes him want to go on, Amen, for the glory of God. And I thank God for y'all supporting me. And I tell you, I guess it's been ten years ago or longer. I pastored little churches, never was able to give much, and and uh, some of y'all felt like taking me on. Brother Sammy said he was going to take me on, and and I appreciate everything you've done. And for about 10 years, y'all sent me $100 a month. Boy, I praise God for that. Oh, I'll tell you, that check comes in just right. God knows just <laughs> And I want to tell you, I don't send out a letter. I don't know how to type. I don't know how to run a computer and nothing like that. And Don't send out a letter, but I'll tell you what I'm here in case this is my last message, and I appreciate it. Amen. And I want to tell you, I hadn't been to play in golf and hadn't been to fishing. Amen. <laughs> I've been going, going on the road for Jesus. Amen. Uh, there's no telling. Uh, uh, God uh, let me trade for that uh, that Cadillac out there. had 57,000 actual mileage on it just a few days ago. And uh, I praise the Lord for that. Amen. Went up yonder and preached in Tennessee, and the fellow said, When are you going to need some new tires? Now, and, and if I want you to know where this is at, I'll tell you. Amen. Amen. And he said... Uh, <laughs> I said, I need some now. And he said, if you'll come over there. I said, I'm, I'm going to Virginia Wednesday. so I'll come over there Tuesday. And he said, come on. I'll sell you a, a set for my, at my cost. And I went up there and he put me a set of them best Michelin on there. And big old 235 Michelins on that Cadillac. And I started to pay him. And he said, no, don't owe me a penny. I said, I said, brother, I didn't come up here to rob you. He said, don't cheat me out of my blessing. I jumped in that car and took off, baby. Oh. <laughs> And I've seen a few people saved. Amen. If I had, if I'd write a letter, I'd tell you all this, or I'll just tell you why I'm here. Amen. Right. Daniela in Dallas, Georgia, and Brother John Dale, he surrendered to preach. Eleven years ago, I preached a camp meeting down in Florida. He surrendered to preach, just a young man like y'all. And and he come there in Dallas, Georgia, I mean in Wake, Wake Cross, Georgia, and built this church. Got a big, fine, beautiful church here in Wake Cross. Doing a good job. And I helped him done a revival a few weeks ago. Me and the Corbett family were together. You, talking about shouting it out. (laughs) I'm telling you, uh, people got saved, air for service. I was supposed to leave there and be in Virginia and I had to call up there and cancel out and stay down with them. We stayed through two Sundays and Sunday nights and through the next Wednesday night 12 services and people got saved in every service. I've never been in revival when people got saved in every service, Brother Savvy. Uh, on that last night, I preached and it looked like it was a little bit lonely. It seemed like the crowd was off a little bit and, and it looked like nobody wasn't going to come. I gave the invitation and I said, Lord, if somebody been saved every service, I wish somebody would get saved tonight. Uh, his little 14-year-old boy has been sitting on the front bench every night. Uh, he'd, his parents wouldn't take him to church. He had to call somebody to come pick him up. And uh, he's sitting there that night. I could tell he's in trouble. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that's how old I was when I got saved. Amen. Just before we closed out the invitation he fell on that old badge. Amen. And got saved. He went down the road rejoicing and crying. Amen. Oh I'll tell you listen I preached up yonder in Marstown, Tennessee. And old brother Larry Wells, he's a prison preacher. He'd been praying for his brother to get saved. His brother was at church that day. I told him the Lord himself save him, they'd come and ask him, and he'd come walking down that aisle, uh, and said, the preacher said, God had save me if I'd ask you, amen. Uh, and he got saved, amen. Uh, I, said, uh, I was back up there the other day in their camp meeting, they said he'd been there every service, driving 45 minutes to get there. And His wife has got right since then, amen. Uh, I praise the Lord for that. Uh, it makes me want to keep on keeping on for the glory of God, amen. Now I won't tell you. I'm just, I'm just scattering around. I'm shooting what kind of, what kind of shot it, You call it just scattered everywhere. Maybe I'll help somebody. Amen. <laughs> but God blessed and supplied every need and made the way. He'll even, I mean, He just, He just bless your thoughts. Sometimes you just, sometimes you just think, and He'll, He'll know that too. Amen. I walked by my wood pile out there the other day. Y'all still hearing it? Your Lord mercy. It's testing our time. And I thought, this it's going to be a bad winter. And I may not have enough wood to do me all the winter. And I ain't got time to cut none. I'm getting pretty old anyway. And the Lord even knows what I was thinking about. went in the house and one of my former members called me and said, You going to burn wood this year? I said, Yeah. And the Lord's willing, it turns cold and I'll still be living. And he said, You want me to bring you a load of wood? And I said, Well... I could use it. I probably got enough to do me all winter. He said, I'll bring you a load. He's got a pickup. I thought he'd bring me a pickup. He said, be down there a little while. So about an hour, he come in there with a the log truck so high. They had to raise the lines up for him to get under up there. He's able to do exceedingly abundant. <laughs> <hard>. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: I'm
0: Unloaded a load of logs up there in my yard. Amen. Man. <laughs> then uh, i told my wife here a while back i said uh, uh, everybody's going to gatlinburg i sure wish we could just take off a couple of days just a couple of days and all i wanted just to go to gatlinburg just sit out there and look at the streams and and go through them mountains and all and and uh, listen old brother doug swafford about pastored about 25 miles from gatlinburg saw him at the fellowship meeting he wanted me to come preach for him on a sunday night in august and i said uh, uh, he said, what are you going to be doing the week after that, Brother Glass? I said, don't have anything booked. He said, uh, I've got a friend that's got a condominium in Gatlinburg. He said, I'll get you a couple of nights down there. you won't cost you a thing.
1: <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: We, I went and preached at his church. A little girl got saved. And I went on down there. He gave me. He gave me directions, said go down to Gatlinburg, come to that number six traffic light, and turn to the left, and the biggest building in Gatlinburg, I couldn't believe it, we looked up, I never stayed in a building like that, got there and it's locked up, and I said, yeah, just my love, it's away in the night, I didn't know what to do, and I looked up there and there's a note on the door said, look in the key box if you got a got reservation, and I looked in the key box and there was an envelope in there, it said glass, G-L-A-W-S, I said, that's my name. <laughs> and and I, I looked in there, there's a key in there. And a note said, the, the, the elevator's around behind the building, middle ways of the building. And we had a key on second floor, had a room on the second floor. Just walked in there and a condominium didn't cost us a thing. Now you gotta know somebody to get something.
1: <laughs> it wasn't
0: because my name's what it was that I got in there, it's because I knowed somebody. I'm preaching about knowing some things. I want to ask you, you know him? You'll never get into heaven unless you know him. You won't get in because your name's what it is. Because you go to Concord Baptist Church, because you're a missionary, because you're a preacher, you'll get in because you know him. (laughs) Well, amen. I had to put that in while I was thinking about it because I'm getting old and skipping around here a little bit. Listen, he said, the love of Christ constraineth me. And then uh, number six, He talked about in chapter 5 and verse 10, the judgment, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And of course, you could go from there to Revelation chapter 20 and the great white throne judgment. And he said, whose name is not found written in the book of life will be cast in the lake of fire. Scientists is talking about the Planets they're discovering out there and they're looking farther than they've ever looked. They're going to spend $11 million in Georgia just to make a telescope and they're going to look farther into space than they've ever looked before. They're going to see stars out there that they've never seen before and planets that uh, they don't even know what the name of them is and they're trying to find out and looking more out in space and reaching out farther and farther into space. Listen, I could have told them about a whole lot of these things. They just, listen to me, amen. Give me uh, 11 million to put gas in that Cadillac, amen. I could have told them about these things. They say there's a a planet headed this way, and it's a lake of fire and all, and they don't know what to do about it. I can tell them what to do about that, too. I've been preaching that for a long time. There's a lake of fire out there, friend. That's where the unsaved, the unbelievers, the infidels is going. And listen, you've got to have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. There is a judgment, dear friend, and we're going to stand in that judgment. Young lady, young man... Old-timers, we're going to stand before that judgment one of these days. You better be sure you're right with God. Amen. And be sure your name is written in the Lamb book of life. Dear Christian friend, you're going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And Paul said in the light of the judgment, it makes me want to keep on keeping on. Amen. Uh, then last of all, Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. He said, I've finished my course. I've fought a good fight. And, and uh, henceforth, he said, I've kept the faith. And henceforth, I've laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Uh, listen, he said, there's a crown to win. That Amen. makes me want to keep on keeping on. Amen. Uh, you, don't run, uh, you don't run the race to get to heaven, but we run the race for pride. Listen, you get saved by the grace of God and you'll stay saved and you'll, you'll see God one of these days. Your name's written in the last book of life. Huh? Uh, but listen, we run this race with patience. He said in Hebrews chapter 11 and, and verse 1 and 2 there, he said, uh, uh, Seeing we're compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, uh, he said, Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does uh, so easily beset us. Talking about putting them weights on their feet and running and practicing for them races. Did you ever try that i saw somebody doing that one time i said let me try that got them old weights look like chains or something you fast them around your legs try to run with them things on you can't hardly run it's just just hold you down like that you wouldn't believe it and then i tuck them things off after a while and boy it's just like you had a motor in you could <laughs> run and that's the way sin is it'll weight you down he said he said the practicing is over he said the real race is on and there's a lot involved A lot of competition," he said. "Let us let's pull them weights off and run like we meant business." Amen. He said, "Now that he said we're compassed about with some people that has already participated in these races, and they're looking on." And he said, "Let's let's don't let them down. Let's run with patience. Let's keep on keeping on." Amen. Well, there's a crown. There's a reward awaiting up yonder at the end of the journey, dear friend. I want to get that reward. I don't care too much about hearing him say and announce it on the PA system of heaven if there was such a thing. And so here stands Brother Glyce. He's done good and done well. I don't care nothing about hearing that. Maybe I'll be sitting down by the river one day and boy, I'm sitting over at that table today and looking down at all that food and all my precious friends there. And if it'll be like that, Brother, and how would you have felt Somebody come by and is serving you over there. We had to go get it ourselves. But some of these places, you somebody serves you, you know. And what if somebody come by and you would be talking and fellowshiping, and somebody bump you on the shoulder and say, "Excuse me," and you say, "Oh sure," and you lean over and they set a big bowl of glorified pudding out in front of you, and uh, and you look on the hand and there's a big old nail scar. and it'll be him serving you.
1: Amen.
0: He'll whisper and say, I wanted you to be here. Well done. He did say, he did say, Father, I want them to be there. Where I am there, they may be also. And he said, listen, he said, I told you that I wanted you to be here and I'm glad you made it. Oh, that's going to be something else. Old Sister Alina Sutherland. Yep. Brother Sammy got some of the best members he ever had from my church when I left it down there, didn't yes. you? <laughs> Old Sister Lena Sutherland used to sit here and shout. <laughs> Listen, we'd go home. She'd invite the preachers over to her house. And, and they'd get in there and fix everything that a country cook could fix. Amen. They'd have peas and ham and cornbread and everything could be thought. And then uh, she'd call on somebody to ask a blessing. Her brother Hubert would, and, and she'd get over there in the corner and start crying and shouting. Well, I'd lose my appetite then; wouldn't want nothing to eat. That's the way it's going to be when we get to the marriage supper. You say we're going to eat. Well, it always felt funny sitting at a table full of food and not eating nothing. Else. The Bible did say it's going to be a marriage supper in the day. Amen. Now, I'm looking forward to him saying, "Well done." One million souls, Leonard Ravenhill said go to hell every week and I wonder how many of them are we winning 1 million souls die without God it's what, 6 billion people on the face of earth yep. and it's about over and we're going to face the judgment one of these days no time to quit now children a lot of them preachers quit started out a lot of church folk they quit Concord too I saw, I saw a lady just yesterday that used to shout up and down these eyes she's quit there's a lot of people quitting. I can't understand it. Now listen, wonder how long you're going to last. If you know these things and keep these things in mind, you can run this race with patience. Don't quit now. It's about over. I believe we'll soon be at the end of the journey. God bless you. Do you know him? Let me ask you that question. Do you really know him? If you know him, you know who's doing the keeping. You can keep on keeping on. Let me beg you to come to Jesus tonight. There's probably lost people here today. May not be nobody here lost tonight, but if they are, want you to come to Jesus, will you? If you're backslid on God, you want to know him more. Paul said, I just want to know more. He said, know him in the fellowship of his suffering and the power of his resurrection. You may just need to know more about him. Just obey God. You may have been thinking about quitting. Shame on you. Come to Jesus tonight. He'll give you strength to go on. God bless you, brother Samuel. Too. Yes. Page
1: 390. There's a great day coming by and by, when the saints and the sinners shall be parted right and left. Are you ready for that day to come? I I know ye not. Are you ready for that day to come? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the judgment day? Are you ready? Are you ready for the judgment day?